Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am joined this week by a very special friend of the show, one of my dear friends in the uh, Helena area, actually. And But you're never around anymore, because you're always off on the campaign trail following somebody around trying to make them look good, and you do an amazing job. Make like, them look good or yeah. not so good. No, I think you make them look good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Marnay Banks to the show. Ah, the crowd goes wild. They do. They do. They love you. It's true. Can you tilt your mic down just a touch? Perfect. More? Not perfect. Hi. Hi. So anyway, campaigns have been fun. Campaigns have been overwhelming. Yeah, so what have we been doing? Because I haven't seen you since June. <laughs> yeah, uh, neither has anyone. My coworkers included. I've been on the road. They look at the news. They're like, oh, she does exist. <laughs> oh, Barney. Huh? Nice to see you. Yeah, I have been so incredibly busy. I can't even tell you how busy I've been. I've driven six... 300 miles, I think, is the latest count, to be on the road with candidates, just the statewide candidates. So everything from U.S. Senate to U.S. House to governor, all the land board seats and the Supreme Court, and then doing ballot profiles on the issues, too. And so I'm just, I'm really tired. Now, can you imagine if you were actually running for office? How no. How tired you be? No. See, that's the thing that just kills me about it, because there's so much that does go on where you're like, I can't even imagine. And then there's also just you're not even close to the amount of miles that they do i know and with this huge massive state it's like one day you're in billings and the next day you're in kalispell and you think oh that's no big deal and then you drive it and you're like i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) i have listened to i swear i have caught up on every episode of this american life oh good have you been listening to politics boom (laughs) and of course the best podcast Ever. Yeah, I've decided I'm renaming This As Well. Well, I'm taglining This As Well, the other podcast, the most opinionated podcast, Montana's most opinionated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to Kelson and I was like, wow, we just don't shut up, do we? <laughs> That's so funny. It is. So, you know, this is the other thing. Like, I make jokes every once in a while about how I'm, you know, like the non-media and... uh because I'm, I'm really not. I mean, I like people to come on the show and talk about why they're involved in politics, but I really am not anything close to a journalist in any way, shape, or form. So, but it's got to be tough work dealing with these people that are politicking. Yeah, it is. And How I are think, you getting the stories? Well, oh my gosh. Well, they come in every day. I don't have to look very hard this session well. or this cycle to get it. <laughs> I mean, they're like, they're exploding everywhere. And, you know, I think in the last couple of weeks, it's going to be really interesting because at the first part of the campaign cycle, it was just getting your viewers familiar with the names and the terms and the people and the players. And mm. now that they're and not reminding only, them which races were open. Yeah. Right. And now that they're not only familiar, but probably already sick of hearing about it. <laughs> um, it's just last minute clamor. And I wonder how many of these stories, these last minute you know, the $500,000 suit with Hill and Bullock. I wonder how much of this last minute stuff just gets missing, just goes missing in the shuffle because it's so crazy. Well, and I, I don't have an answer. I don't either. And that's, that's one of the things that as a journalist, you look at and you say, okay, on a daily basis, you're covering this stuff. How much is getting mixed? Like, just misplaced and how many how many viewers aren't actually hearing the last minute drama uh, one because absentee voters a lot of people have already voted and right. so they don't care <laughs> no offense we do care we care enough to have already voted 
and we're over it. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> they care. Don't get me wrong. They probably care more than, but you know, it's just like they, now they're like, tune it out because the TV's too loud. The ads are too annoying and negative. Uh, yeah. I just, so it's interesting because you're trying to do positive pieces on, you know, why are people running and you know, mm-hmm. what's going on with them? And, and there's a lot of the negativity that's going out with the lawsuits. And of course, how do you balance that in what you're trying to explain to the general public? You know, I think that the way that I look at my stories is one, I have to approach everyone, every single, I get pitched a lot of stories every day. Let me back up and say, Gee, I only send you a text message once or twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, but these campaign managers and these press secretaries are calling multiple times a day in the bigger races and they're even pitch- Tim Fox's. Um, I'm not getting multiple calls in the AG race. Well, I'm getting multiple calls in the Senate race mm-hmm. and in the governor's race, multiple mm-hmm. calls a day. Those two races are probably highest on my radar in terms of sheer volume of information I'm getting on a daily basis. And I have to look at that and I have to filter through it because not everything that these campaigns pitch me is newsworthy. And, and it's, it takes and do you this, think they're going to enjoy hearing that <laughs> i i they know that and they 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 know that when they come to me they have an agenda right right and, it's their and, candidate and you have an agenda too which is not their candidate exactly so it's like okay but thankfully i have really good mentors in this business who have kind of taken me under their wing because this is my first big cycle i mean this is but this is your second true election cycle it's my second true election cycle but when you look at 2010 yeah. I mean... And t- 2008, you were still in school? I was. That's right. Yeah. And you were... That's right. You were an intern at Beartooth, right? No, I was an intern. Uh, actually, I, was, I wasn't interning at the time. I was uh, doing a class for PBS. So I was actually Anna Rouse, like, PA on oh. election night. Nice. Yeah. How was that? You know, it was awesome. I love Anna. But, you know, it was... It was my first introduction to the world of politics and reporting. And did you did you fall in love then, or did no. you fall in mud Heck later? Heck no! Oh. I thought I wanted to do stories on like puppies and babies. Yeah, I remember we discussed that. Now it's like if you see puppies and babies, you're like, why are they before me? Yeah, <laughs> I want to be at the top of the show. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Marnie Banks, no ego whatsoever. <laughs> The good news is that you're actually really good at your job. And the, the funny thing for me is because, you know, I hang out with people from both sides and I and I do respect everybody that's involved in politics. I don't always like them, but I respect them um, until they do something disrespectful and then all bets are off. But um, working with and talking to people on both sides of the aisle and, and getting to know them, it's really interesting how many of them hold you in such high regard for your work. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, because they, they actually say it. They're like... You know, when we're dealing with reporters, money is the best. And, and I, you know. Well, I think that honestly, though, it comes down to a couple of things. One, there hasn't been a political TV reporter. In a long in time. In a long, 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 long time. I mean, you know, we're talking, we're hearkening back to the days of Ian Marquand and Jake Hone at the Capitol, which is like the 80s, I believe. Um, yeah, the sad part is I actually remember them. So thank you. Yeah, for, you when know. I was born. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I was in my teens. In and, um, 1985. By the way, Missy, stand in the corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> in 1985, I was born. So hmm. that puts things into perspective. There hasn't been a TV, a political TV reporter in a very long time. So I think that that is exciting because now these political campaigns have one more outlet to pitch their story. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but but then you look at some of the ways they they deal with the other reporters. I mean, I look at what Chuck Johnson has had to go through to get um, articles written this year about people and the hoops he's had to deal with, and um, I know what Dan Boyce has had to deal with at PBS. And I don't know what has gone on with um, I can't think of the guy from Great Falls Tribune, John Adams. John Adams, yeah. Um, but they look like they've had to work really, really hard to get a hold of people this year, which, you know, in, in an election cycle, it shouldn't be that hard to get somebody to talk yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have or not. I mean, the good, the thing when I, when I look at the other reporters doing what I'm doing, um, one, they have a lot more experience and I think they do a heck of a better job than I do Two, They, they know when to call BS. I mean, you know, on these campaign staffers and I, I'm still navigating that water. <laughs> um, so not that I'm afraid to say it when they call me and they probably all know that. Uh, be, but I have, I think I have a great working relationship with some of the campaigns, um, on both sides of the aisle. And it comes from my perspective, which is if you don't like my story, you call me and you tell me why, and we'll talk through it. And if I don't like what you're pitching, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all could hear it at home, but her neck was moving side to side. <clears throat> yeah. I wish you could see the, the fingers, the finger sway. Yeah. She was having a moment and we're moving on. Um, so as you've been dealing with these candidates, I mean, I know what it was like coming up into the summer and everybody was campaigns were really ramp, ramping up and, but everybody else was ramping down for summer. And it was this weird dichotomy of, you know, how's this going to play out? How did it play out? How, you know, because you ended up being a lot, well, a lot busier than I think you were expecting. Right. Well, and then in the middle of the summer, I renegotiated my contract. And so I became officially the state political reporter for MTN. And before that, I was still kind of trying to juggle my local beats, mm -hmm. my city commission and my education beat. And that just got exhausting. And so this summer when I was actually able to dive into it and say, okay, this is really my beat. This is what I'm going to do. I was able to get organized come fall so we could make this last, last push. But I think that the way that it really has played out for me is just um, not only trying to cover the daily stories of who's suing who this week, which is the everybody news, is suing everybody, especially this week. Um, <laughs> and, but it's, it's like it was doing these profiles, making sure that I spent time with candidates so I could tell my viewers what they were like, mm -hmm. what they were, what the, the side of them that no one saw. So how long did it take to set all of that up? Well, setting it up took weeks. I mean, back and forth emails, trying to get dates set where I could actually be on the road and doing something visually with these candidates. Cause I'm in a visual medium. So it wasn't like, Hey, come to my studio. Let's do an interview because that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to show these candidates out in the field doing something. And so, um, and I really let the candidates dictate to me what they did because what I said to them was, what's your campaign about? Tell right. me what your campaign is about. And now visually show me, um, and so that was that was the basis that I used for my statewide profile. It's profiles. like a homework assignment for them. Okay, now make a shoebox diorama. <laughs> yeah. Put pretty pictures behind and now my now tell candidate. me the story, but I would like it to be an interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> if the candidates did that, that would be really entertaining. Yeah, probably not good for their election, but it would be very entertaining. Uh, I, I, I have this mental visual of Tim Fox in a tutu now. 
And done. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Because <clears throat> you hear it a lot? Yeah. Uh, no comment. So have you run into any of the things like, um, I'm trying to figure, um, I was talking to um, one of the staffers for the Gillen campaign, and they were talking about how um, the J school at Missoula um, had tried to interview Danes and the... Um, campaign manager kept stepping in and saying, he's not going to answer that. He won't be answering that question. No, he won't be answering that question either. And have you ever run into that? No, no. And if that were to happen, I would probably get very angry. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't had that happen at all. In fact, um, but we're, we're talking about these statewide races. These, um, for the most part, these candidates have, have had some time on the road and had some time vetting in the press before I really got to my profiles this summer. And so, you know, I don't, they were all, their talking points were already honed in when I got to interview them. Yeah. Well, talking points are one thing, but if you're asking a question that they don't expect, you would think they'd be able to think on their feet. Right. Like, uh, have you read 50 shades of gray? Did you see that in that last Senate debate? There was, did somebody ask that? Yeah. Not the Senate debate here in Montana oh. in another state, but oh. one of the moderators asked the two. <laughs> have you read 50 shades of gray? <laughs> no, I actually lived in the BDSM <laughs> lifestyle for several years and know exactly what it's wrong. But in what, <laughs> who would ask that question? It would, of course, that's like, you know, when, uh, Clinton it's funny. Was at, well, when Clinton did the debate on MTV and boxers or briefs. See, that stuff, I think, but see, people kind of laugh at that stuff, but there are, there is such, in my opinion, there is a whole part of this political process that's missing. Right. And, and it's, it's the, showing. It's the human side of yes. it. And, and, you know, the whole reason this show exists is to humanize them a little bit, to give them a chance to just talk about not necessarily politics, but about themselves. Yeah. And I'm not talking about boxers or briefs or what, no, whether but, or not they but read if you, erotica, it, but. but if you have you read Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, answer yes or no. Have you? No. If you have, yeah. Did you think it was good? Eh, it was okay. No, whatever. It's not like that's going to define you. And I think that on some level that they worry that those sound bites are going to define them. And it's like, well, they will if you shut up. Well, and if the other thing is... If you keep talking, there's plenty of other stuff that we're going to learn about you that's going to help define you. And yeah. the more labels you get, the more likely you are to just eventually get beyond the labels. Yeah, I think one of the problems, though, is that with how nasty these campaigns can get, those sound bites can be definitely cropped and chopped and used against you in a TV ad. Uh, yes. But, but the fact is, is that Montanans do need to know who these people are behind the scenes and who they are when the cameras aren't rolling. They need to know who they are outside of politics and policy. And I really tried to do that, especially in the Senate race with my profile, talking about how, um, you know, John Tester really believed that the Lord had opened the door for him when he first ran for Senate and how his family was important to him. And he loved being a granddad and how Denny Reberg flies helicopters. Hello. And is a gymnast and is a drummer and loves ACDC. I think those are cool things that people can relate to. And sometimes when we see them on TV or in these ads, we forget that they're people too. Well, we do. And, and that's one of the unfortunate parts about politics and campaigning is that we do forget that they're people and we treat them as put on a show for me and I will give you my vote. And, uh, no, no. Right. I think that, um, I think it will be interesting to see how this election plays out. So who was your first, who was your first, uh, full day profile that you did? 
Um, so actually about a year ago, I did a full day with Tester and Reberg and then I spent several days with them throughout the campaign cycle. Ah. So I did multiple days with them just because of the high profile race, but the other ones, the other statewides, let's see, my first day was, was with Brad Johnson for secretary of state. Oh really? Yeah. How was that? It was fun. Um, his profile has yet to air, so I don't want to give away all the secrets. Dun, dun, dun. Right. But we had a lot of fun. Um, I will tell you that we went out to feed his horses, and I didn't tell him this at the time, but I'm deathly allergic to horses. And so we went out to shoot, and the whole time I was, like, not breathing. I was like, <gasps> hold my breath. If I breathe it in, I might have an allergic reaction. But other than that, it was a fantastic <laughs> day on the campaign trail. Oh, no. Did you have an EpiPen with you? No, but I should have had one because, <clears throat> honestly, it was... It was frightening. I and maybe you should let people know that. And if, ladies and gentlemen, Marnie Banks is allergic to horses. Like, Please don't not take just her. allergic to horses. On, but the, like, on the back trail, the campaign trail, fine. The back trail, not so much. Deathly, deathly. Weird. Allergic to horses. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. So, um, who is your favorite? Who is my favorite? So, Which one, I mean, I know, I'm sure you had a lot of fun because, you know, that, that's the other thing that I think that people don't realize is that they're around you so much. They've got to have a level of comfort with you right? that I just don't think they would normally have with a reporter. So on these day long trips, I'm sure you probably got to see them a little bit more candid. Unbuttoned. And yeah, um, you know, in terms of most fun on the road, gosh, Don't give me the cop out. <laughs> I don't, I don't even, oh, you know, honestly, it was probably, it was probably Pam Busey because I was in Sydney and I had every other candidate. I went somewhere. Sydney, Australia. Seems like in a long way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although it probably felt like it drove there after a while. I know. We passed but I was, Great I had Barrier camp- Reef. There's, there's a clownfish. I don't there's know. He's looking for dingo. Nemo. Are dingoes there? <laughs> They're in Australia. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it'll eat your baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I probably had most fun up in Sydney because that was the only place in Montana that I went with a candidate that I had not been. And I got to see the oil boom. So that experience for me was incredible. I had just never, I had never seen so that kind of development before. So that was probably my most exciting trip. Just, and it was a long one. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It was a long one. Where's Sydney? Well, it's just south of Massachusetts, actually. (laughs) what it felt like slightly east of london (laughs) yeah so Hmm. i think that that was probably one of the more the more entertaining trips just because of the new experience that i had but then again you know i have to say that i had fun with each and every one of our statewide candidates and i think that um they all have behind the scenes the, the people that you don't see all the time they're wonderful people and they all opened their door to the press, which I can't. That doesn't happen. No, no. And it's, it was, I think, I think it's both what it's a, it's a property of, you know, in Montana, we really do expect to be able to talk to anyone at any time. Like if you see the governor on the street, you can go up to him and say hi or something else. Um, and you know, chances are he'll have a conversation with you. I mean, pretty nice guy. That's just how it's always been. It doesn't matter which governor you're talking about. Well, pretty nice gal when you were talking about Judy, but, um, I think that that, kind of bleeds over into our races in an interesting way because they have given you a lot of access, except, you know, I think it also says something about you that they gave you pretty much unprecedented access. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, they also, I have the power of working for the state's biggest TV network that 
it's hard to say no to that. Yeah, but they could have said, I want somebody else. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have. But, you know, if they, they wouldn't did. have gotten anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted someone else. Now you have me and I'm pissed. <laughs> That's going to end well for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about how you think the now, you know, I don't want to get into the what are your personal politics? Because I don't want to put you on the spot and, and have you deal with that. But how do you think the races are going for the various areas? I mean, the governor's race is the one that I, I really want to talk about. But I think we'll come to that last. But like the secretary of state's race, I haven't heard anything about. You know, I think... In a lot of these tier Bs, there's not a lot of polling because there There isn't any polling. There was. So I think I believe it was the MSUB poll actually did the tier Bs. And I'd like to know their methodology because I did some research on some other ones and I wasn't very impressed. But yeah, and I'm not a polling expert by any means. I mean, I tried to stick away from statistics and anything complicated with numbers in college. (laughs) Um, I just liked to play with the cameras and my makeup. So it was TV was perfect. Um, Uh, And the truth comes out. And the truth comes out. Math uh, wasn't my strong suit, even though I did try to major in accounting for two years. You see how that ended. Um, But I think that when you look at the polls, we're looking at close races across the board. I mean, it is neck and neck at the top of the Senate race. Polling shows shows Danes ahead. I think he'll probably come out on top on that one. I think the governor's race, absolute dead heat. You know, we could flip a coin right now and I could, I could call the Senate race and the governor's race, but that would be about as good as guess as I can throw out <laughs> for those two. And then looking down at the tier B's, I think, I mean, polling shows Fox ahead in the AG race. I think that race is interesting because I know that Pam has traveled a lot and she's working really hard. And I think that poll, the, the most recent poll numbers probably are a little off. I think Pam's doing better than the poll showed her. Um, and then we've got Secretary of State. That race is dead heat. And that's an interesting race. I don't know if anybody, you know, if you're from Montana, you might be aware of this, but you probably aren't. The two people that are running for Secretary of State this term are the two people who ran last term, but the incumbent is the opposite person. Because uh, Brad was running for a second term and lost to Linda McCullough. Um, Linda McCullough, of course, is now running it for her second term, and Brad is running again. And it was really weird because I know so many Republicans who, at the end of the primary, were going, we don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I think that uh, you have a very interesting dynamic in these tier Bs. One dynamic is they're completely overshadowed by all the noise at the top of the ticket. Oh yeah. And they're getting no little to no media attention and little to no media time. Sorry guys, we're full up and we don't have time for your ads. I mean, that's, that's well, a reality. And in, in working in media myself, I was talking to one of my clients. They're like, Hey, when do you think our ad is going to play again? I'm like, November 8th. <laughs> Right, right, like, exactly. I, I love you dearly, and I'm not even going to try to... I, I I have one client that's like, well, I really want to get on around Halloween because it's a really big time for us. I'm just like, you don't have the cash. It's, it's not going to happen. It's absolutely... You would have had to have booked it six months ago. Yeah. And paid for it then. It's not going to happen. Well, I mean, just... I know that we're just jam-packed. You just turn turn on our station and watch. Well, turn on any of the stations. I mean, cable's doing the same thing. I was watching ESPN, and I saw Tester, Reberg, Tester, Hill. It's like, oh. Well, and on the radio, 
I'm seeing it on the radio. Oh, and how many have you gotten? How many of you have had mailers in your mailbox? That's about all these tier B's can afford this time around is mailers and radio. Right. And um, gosh, so you know we're seeing that SOS race close in the latest poll, and you know the poll that I'm citing is a couple weeks old, so things could have changed. But then we've got OPI and um, the state uh, between Welch and Juno, very close race as well. They they both are working really, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And Welch has logged a ton of miles. So usually they say incumbents have a little bit of edge on the challenger. But in this race, my goodness, it is really close. It's it's very interesting to watch. She, Welch is working very hard. But, you know, one of the things that's really interesting, too, is I went to the Democratic rally at the beginning of the election cycle. And who got the most cheers? Denise Juno, she got more cheers than John Tester. And that's a, I like the crowd erupted when Denise took the stage. And so, um, she is absolutely beloved by her base and she's got that locked up. So her base locked up. It'll just be interesting to see who is able to push those last minute voters to the polls. Well, yeah. And the polling is interesting because, you know, you, Montana, like I can, string a sentence together today. <laughs> um, the the polling is interesting because a lot of people have already voted because we can vote with absentee ballots and you can pick up your absentee ballot at any time and go vote up until the day of the election. And you can register at any time up until the day of the election. Well, you can even register the same day as the election, but you have to register then, you know, have your paperwork, get it done. But there's... I don't see, I, and maybe I just don't know that it's happening and I haven't seen it, but I don't think they're actually counting the votes yet. I don't think they count them until that day. Is that correct? Yeah, Do you they, know? they don't count them. They can't. Uh, so they can't even open them up until then. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. So I was wondering about that. I would, I'd like, you know what? It would be really easy to see where things stand right now. Count what's voted. Yeah, that... I think we'd all kind of like that, and the candidates would really like that, but that's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Do you know why? I don't... I just know that it's law. So that's a vague answer. <sighs> it's probably it's one of those we've always done it this way. I'm sure there's probably a good reason for it, but if they can't remember what it is, maybe we should revisit it. Yeah, I don't know. I I again, I I feel like my institutional knowledge on this stuff is so well, it is just so brief. My institutional knowledge is none. It's like, <laughs> hey, what did you do six months ago? Oh, I can't even remember the story I did then. Someone yeah. today actually asked me that. They're like, do you remember why this happened to that one story? I'm like, no. Did I do the story? Did I, was my byline on that? That's crazy. It's crazy talk. So you've gotten to see a lot of the state and you've started to do um, a lot more with uh, the statewide media that you're doing. How is it that you're telling these stories statewide and what are you getting when you run into, you know, when you're in Billings and you run into somebody who recognizes you? What's that like? So the way I'm telling them, did you say the way? Did you ask me how I was telling them? No, no, no. What's it like when they recognize you? Oh. Because I know you used to, I've, see, and I see you around here, and I, I, of course, recognize you. You're a friend. But um, I've seen you at, like, football games, and people are like, oh, my God, that's Marnay. And they say it loud enough that you hear. I know you've got to hear because they're not You down. know, it's funny because it doesn't happen as much in Helena as it does in other media markets. Really? Mostly because in other media markets, our station is so number one that uh, there is no other option. And in here, in Helena, we're in a, you in know, a we're, t- we're we're in a tight competition with our comp- with our competition. That was a bad choice of words. Um, <laughs> I'd so, let you edit it, but I ain't got that kind of time. It's all right. Um, so 
I was in, where was I? It was so funny. Oh, I was in Butte and I was filling up with gas, filling the news car up with gas, had the KXLH car. Mm-hmm. Um, so KXLH is the station in Helena and KXLF is the station in Butte. So our call letters are very similar. Mm-hmm. And I was at the gas station and I'm filling up with gas and this guy comes out and he goes, you're the station that uh, used to have that Laurel Staples on. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And he goes, ah, he's like, you that political reporter? said, yeah. He goes, eh, you do okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, welcome to Butte. Yep. You do okay. (laughs) You do okay. But actually, I have to admit, Kev, that I have more people recognize me from Twitter than I do, like, you're the political reporter. It's like, oh, are you Marnay? Yeah, I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, sweet. Well, Twitter's an interesting medium. I think it's funny because... On Facebook, you post your stories when they go up, but I, I don't know if that's automated, if that's something that happens in the background, but I don't see them on Twitter, so I miss them half the time. <laughs> like, if they were on Twitter, you're on my list of people that I follow pretty religiously, so yeah, keep it's, an eye on what's going on. Although, the last couple of weeks, literally, I'll tune into Twitter, and I'm like, ah, oh, too much stuff. <laughs> the it's Like, I don't even have my feed anymore. Like, I have my feed, and then I have my tweet deck, and I have my columns, MTPOL, and then I've, like, made a list of national political reporters that I follow. I don't even look at the other stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, there was a fire in my backyard? What are you talking about? (laughs) Holy Hannah, I missed it! Uh, Yeah, I think tweet deck is, uh, mine still has the um, empty ledge. (laughs) uh, Have you got updated the tweet deck so it turns white? You can, like, turn the button and it turns different colors. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, I haven't really because I'm waiting for I'm, – I'm, that's on my next list of things to do after I get done with football. Uh, December 13th, last game. <laughs> but once we're done with football, I really want to sit down and tune tweet deck for the session just to see what I can do because I think we can do some interesting things about – how um, legislative services can use it too, because I, that'd know, be awesome. It'd be nice if they had some monitors set up throughout the Capitol, just with TweetDeck up, and you could see some of the what's going on, and we could have empty Sen and empty House or yeah, empty head. Do, do, we, do we have a sensor like bleeps? Do we have bleeps? Because we might need bleeps if we did that. No, because it's not covered by the FCC. It's open air sort of stuff. I think we'd be okay. Although you could do on TweetDeck, you can mute words so you could take out any of the swear words. But that means that none of my tweets are going to show up. <laughs> I know. I'm so surprised you have a, your own podcast. Uh, don't be surprised. Be surprised if it moves over to NPR or something. Then, then it actually becomes a radio show where I actually Just have to friends, watch my words. There's a risk. You're, assu- you're you're assuming a risk when you listen to Kevin. Oh, you're not beep, really, beep, beep. You're not just really assuming a risk. Um, just know that, you know, the stuff that we're discussing is adult topics anyway. You should be an adult and deal. Actually, you know what? I have been so impressed with Politic Tick Boom. Really? Yeah. Thank you. I absolutely think it's a great forum for people to come and because if you come to me, I'm going to chop your sound bites. <laughs> Right. Well, and that was the funny thing. Okay, so I, I've discussed this on two shows now. I'm, I'm going to make it a third. Why not? Third time's the charm. Um, Tim Fox won't come on the show. So are you calling him out right now? Well, I called him out. I called him out two weeks ago. I called him out last week, I'm, and I'm kind of returning it again. Last week, he actually complained to a friend, and he was like, you know, I can't believe he would do that. And I was, the friend approached me, and he's like, um, did you call him out on your show? And I was like, yep, I did. 
because I'm not the only one he's avoiding, and I'm certainly not the biggest one he's avoiding by any any stretch of the imagination. You know, there are far more important figures in the media because <laughs> they're actually in the media <laughs> <laughs> than me that he should be talking to. There's far more important ways he should be reaching the people of Montana. Um, I firmly believe that the electorate is better if it's educated and the way it gets educated is by meeting the people that are running for office. And if you can't do that, I have a problem with that. But the bigger problem there, the other problem that I have with it is he was telling, he literally told me that the internet doesn't matter for his race. And I was like, the internet is the only way people my age get any information. I don't know if you've ever seen Twitter, but you might want to take a look at it because that's how I get my news and I get it faster than you. And um, that's funny because he was definitely when we were spending a day together, he had his iPad. Oh, I know. He's on it all the time. He was he was tweeting and he's on it all the time. But he told me the Internet doesn't matter. I at at Tim C. Foxed him. Oh, really? I think that's that's his Twitter handle. Well, we can put a link to it. Tim C. Fox. But it's one of those, you know, he told me it doesn't matter. And I'm like, well, if it doesn't matter, then why are you complaining that I called you out on it if it doesn't matter? You know, if the internet makes no difference. Yeah, these races are high-stake races, and people have a lot invested into them. And the and I've noticed that um, they really want to control their message. And one of the interesting things that one of the more frustrating things for me um, was when they've bypassed the mainstream press altogether and just use social media because that's happening. It's happening more and more and more. We're not going to announce with the press. We're going to announce in a YouTube video. We're going to announce on Twitter and on Facebook. And then after that goes, then the mainstream media can have their interviews because they want to connect directly with the people first See, and then and have their... That's just poor management because if I wanted it's to It's happening some, more and more. That's not, And I can understand the part of it where they want to make sure that Twitter is involved with it, but you call the press first. You call them and you say, you need to be at this place at this time. I'll tell you why when you're there. It's important. You know, or if you're, if you're willing to go under an embargo, I'll tell you now. But you'll be able to release it at this point, at this time. That's it's, what I will It's really interesting. Know. I mean, it's a it's a interesting way that campaigns are changing the way they interact because they do now have direct communication with their supporters, their base, and the people who are interested in their race because they have Twitter, they have Facebook, and they can directly communicate with them and they don't need someone like me in the middle telling them. Now, I think most of them still realize that my reach is probably further than their Twitter followers and their Facebook friends and that they should use us. One would hope. Right. But, <laughs> you know, but I've done the math. I've seen where the radiation from the towers reaches versus how far <laughs> I can yell. Um, I'll use the TV. Right. But I think that there is something to be said about using these social media tools to directly communicate your message and not have it filtered. I mean, I do that. I mean, you know, I'm active on it. You are. You are. You're a great Twitterer. Um, and Twitter, and, eh, Twitter's become really weird because they've changed some of their, their services, which I disagree with, but that's a whole other show. Um, Facebook has become much more useful in the last month and a half for me than it's ever been before. It's very bizarre, but I know exactly why, too. Why? Because it integrates with my iPhone now, and so the calendar and events that are on Facebook show up in my calendar so I know what's going on and not having to check three things. Because I can tell you right now, I wasn't checking Facebook. If right. I had an event, if it didn't show up, if I hadn't taken the time to put it into my calendar, I wasn't going. didn't matter what I said on Facebook because I'd forget about it. I got other things going on in my life. I got 19 mm. footballs to deal with every day. 
I just don't, you know, I couldn't do it. And now it's in my calendar and literally it sends me an alert and I know what's going on. And if I ever lost my phone, you could just find me standing in the backyard, staring up at the sky, lost. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how we're so dependent on our phones. Well, we are dependent on our phones for the things that our phones allow us to do. But I think if they took away our phones, we'd go find other things to do. I can think of a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. So do you want to handicap any of the races? I mean, you you said you think that... Oh, and I haven't finished. So uh, we're auditor. Lindian's pulling much further ahead than Derek Skis. Thank God. I get to say that my show. And let's see. We're done. Are we done? So, Tester Rebrick, Coin Floss. Coin Floss? Coin Toss. (laughs) Coin Floss. I don't know what that is. Crest Floss. Exactly. Your teeth are delightful. And you can make change. (laughs) Um, So, Tester Rebrick, Coin Toss. uh, Hill, Bullock, Coin Toss. Danes, Gillen. Danes has has the lead. The pulling lead. Um, uh, Busey Fox. Fox has the pulling lead. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we've got McCullough Johnson, coin toss, Monica Lindeen and skis. Monica Lindeen's been pulling ahead. And then we've got Waltz Juno in a coin toss. Gosh, we should have brought some coins. (laughs) We could have played quarters. (laughs) (laughs) It would have improved it. Okay. So did you watch the debates? I know you were hosting debates. Now, why weren't you the host? Why were the anchors the hosts? How did that happen? Because you're the statewide political pr- reporter. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, that's... And isn't there one coming up this Saturday? Yeah, governor's race. So Bullock and Hill. Yep. In the same room. Is it, so the restraining order doesn't uh, go to Bullock. The, the restraining <laughs> orders are not against the candidates. <laughs> Although that'd be delightful. He filed a restraining order on a judge. So, yeah, gosh, we have so many developments in that Hill-Bullock $500,000 today. It's like... File a motion, file a motion. I'm going to file one. I'm going to file a bigger one. I'm going to send it back to you. I'm going to send it back to you. It's like a game of tennis. Yeah. And then um, you try to read them. And I should have taken more political science classes or like, I don't know. Nah, you'll be fine. But it's it, you read these briefs and I'm like, come again? Speaking English. Yeah. I do not know what you say. Um, Let, that's, see, and I think at that point they've actually failed as lawyers because... If their legal mumbo-jumbo is so thick that somebody who's in journalism and uses words to communicate every day has a problem deciphering it, it's bullpucky. You're <laughs> trying to do something you can't do. It's, it's, it's If the... you can't structure it in simple language, chances are you're trying to do something snaky. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. You know, if it's a law that's 9,000 paragraphs long for basically to say, I will, no, you're doing something snaky. <laughs> Well, you know, this case has been so interesting. And in talking with all my... Wait a minute. You keep saying interesting all the time. What is your definition of that word? What is my definition <laughs> of interesting? I It is something that I could actually say exchange it for newsworthy. Hmm. Okay. That is so newsworthy. Okay. That, I guess Except that, that sounds a little more pompous. That's so newsworthy. Well, say it in a British accent. It'll be fine. Everybody <laughs> will just think you're from the evil empire. <laughs> But I think that... Tonight on Newsworthy with Marnay. <laughs> Tonight on Newsworthy. Yes. I, that would be actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, Newsworthy. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So you've got these uh, all these developments that are coming up in the cases, and without going into them, because I'm sure they're going to be covered on your news channel tonight and yeah. tonight again, and then tomorrow. And, and they twice. will. And you know, I think that we can probably expect it to be brought up in the debate. Just a hunch. Yeah. Just a hunch, folks. So the anchors in Bozeman are doing this debate again? So we have an anchor from each station. So we have our uh, anchor from KTVQ, Jay Cohn, and then an anchor from Bozeman, Donna Kelly, and then K-Pax in Missoula, Jill Valley, and then Tim McGonigal, Great Falls, Helena. So four people are there to moderate it when really it should have just been you. <laughs> no. Um, I, <laughs> I can say these things. My show, my opinion. <laughs> so we have a moderator, one moderator, and then three panelists. Mm. And the moderator is supposed to keep everyone in line and the panelists are supposed to ask, ask the questions. And, um, so the moderator, see, I should be the moderator because I, I'd be like, Oh, time's up. Mike's off. <laughs> Sometimes that squelches conversation though. And really good things. Right. Well, I can understand but, that, but, but you know, there are other times of, uh, see, I've, I've watched now. I watched the vice presidential debate all the way through. Thought it was hysterical. That um, was so entertaining, but all of the vice presidential debates have always been entertaining. I don't know if they like give them whoopee juice or what before they go out, but it was, it was bizarre. Um, and I've watched, uh, I tried to watch the kill, the Gillen Danes debate, mm-hmm. but the stream was so horrible. It's just miserable. That makes me so sad. <clears throat> and then, no, that wasn't yours. That was the Gazette. Oh. Yours I didn't get to see. Um, I don't remember what was going on. There was something going on with my regular job that night that had taken me away from getting to watch it. I think I probably had to go to sleep. Oh, no, I had volleyball. Um, so I was stuck. I had a football game and the volleyball game. By the time we got done with volleyball, the debate was halfway over, and I was like, eh, I don't want to dive in now. But I'd watched, I've watched a couple of the debates, and I watched one of the presidential debates, and at the end of it, all I can think is, this isn't a debate. This is a forum. You know, a lot of candidates are not agreeing to do debates, and they'd rather have the forum format, which is interesting. But we, you know, we have, um, I think our, our format's pretty de- debate format e is that a word um (laughs) you think it's much more debate-like it's much more debate-like esque debate-esque and as opposed to (laughs) burlesque yeah that's exactly what i was (laughs) completely different but we have had okay i should speak about myself i have had so much fun at these i we can tell we the after debate Interviews or, or commentary that you do right away, you're you're like buzzing with excitement. Yeah, except for the first night, that was a cluster mess of mess. I really wanted to say bad things right there. <laughs> um, I it was I it was my worst live shot ever. <clears throat> we had sixty seconds to clear the stage, and then for me to make my way from the back of the room to the front of the room. Obviously, this is well thought out of. Um, so we go to commercial, or we go to break, and was like, "Thanks for watching the debate." Break, and then a hundred people in the room stand up and, and clap, you, and, you and I'm at the back it. of the room, and I've got to make it to the front in sixty seconds. Get my interview and get set for the dun, live dun, shot. Dun, 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 Please dun, dun, dun. cue the music. And so I'm dodging. I'm ducking. I'm diving. Between all of these people that are cheering and I make my way up to the stage and all of a sudden the I get my 15 second 15 second cue and the lights go out. Okay, so that's what it was cuz I was sitting at Riley's and I'm watching 
and I and I caught the end of the debate, and I thought, oh, that was okay. I mean, it wasn't really a debate, but it was okay, and it was a, definitely better than most of what we've seen throughout the state. Um, and then you come on, and all of a sudden, it looked like they had taken you outside in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my why eyes... is it so dark? And I thought, well, I thought something was wrong with the TV. Well, and then all of a sudden. Um... Oh, and you, I know why, because there was a dark commercial right before, so I thought the commercial had gone dark, and then the TV just had broken. <laughs> so, I was like, that's just weird. Yeah, so, and imagine how I felt, all of a sudden they Oh, cue- I felt you, you've got a weapon in your hand, microphone. Yeah. But it could be weaponized very easily, and like you're going to go after someone. And they cue me, and all of a sudden, ah, a few lights come on, and I'm like, ah, and my eyes are huge, and I look <laughs> like I've just, someone just stomped on my foot, and I was like... Good evening. I hate my life. <laughs> and um, it was it was just not oh. it was not my best moment. Oh, it didn't come across that bad. Oh, it, I'm well, sure. I'm sure it felt you, really. Much but worse it than was. Else. Thank you. But it was bad. And then, you know, I think then the next week we ironed out a few details. We thought maybe it's not a good idea for Marnay to have to dodge a hundred people and get to the front of the room in 60 seconds. So we had an alternate live shot set. And, um, so I had more time to prep, but I wasn't cued. I wasn't given a countdown. And so I thought I still had 10, at least 10. And I was uncoiling a cord when they came to me and I was looking down, like swinging it around. And, (laughs) um, Hey guys, I forgot. I'm on live TV. Oh, so, and I feel bad for you because you're in front of the camera and there's not much you can do at that point when it's gone sideways like that. But, you know, having done all of these sports and, and knowing all of the different ways like it can go wrong, be happy you were on the air. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Be happy that my microphone worked. And, um, I, you know, live TV is s- such a crapshoot most of the time anyway. And it so, is. But it was it now, was most fun. of the, but I guess most of the people don't realize this. Most of the stuff that you do, you don't do live. In fact, no. everything's taped. Everything I do. So I have zero experience live. I mean, count them on one hand. So are you going to be doing live stuff the night of the election? Because I know that the Republicans are going to be over at the Red Lion. The Democrats have finally decided they're going to be at the Best Western. Uh, um, and I will be Great Northern not Thompson. in Helena. Where will you be? I will be with John Tester, wherever he may be. I think he's going to be in Missoula. Last I heard is he was he had decided on Missoula. Well, I I've heard else I've heard Where did other you hear? Well, you know. Uh, it's embargoed. Hush hush, I don't know if it is or not, but I'm just not going to say. Well, that's no fun. But I will be with John Tester that night. Okay, so you'll be with Tester. Who's going to be covering the elections locally? Is it going to be Melissa? Yeah, Melissa will be with and Lindsay. Rick Hill, and then we have Missoula's live truck coming over, and Phil Buck, who's a fantastic morning anchor on KPAX, will be over with Steve Bullock that night. So Phil's going to be over at the Best Western, and... Uh, Melissa, Melissa will, will be, be at the GOP colonial and the GOP is pretty much everybody that is in a statewide race or is even nearby is going to be there. Cause I know Mike, Mike Miller is going to be there. Um, as far Fox as I know, and Welch will be there. They, they are both going to be there. As far as I know, um, Reberg is not Reberg has his own event in right. Billings. He's going to yeah. be in Billings. Um, so, and, uh, who was the other one? Um, I heard that skis might be coming down. I don't know. I, I, I don't Have know. Have you heard about he'll... an event up in, in, in I I don't know. I, I haven't heard of any events in Kalispell or Missoula. Hmm. Um, but I know that Danes will probably be in Bozeman 
and Gillen will be in Billings and Reberg will be in Billings and um, it should be an interesting night. This is my prediction for the election night. Drum roll. Drum roll. That's a really awesome drum roll. We won't have election results. Until the morning. See, I don't think that's true. Now, this is the fun thing, because I know that uh, that was the other one. Um, Johnson will be at the uh, Republican thing at the Red Lion, and McCullough will be over at um, the Best Westerns. Um, I think we actually will have results, um, because they they had the system for the primary that was in place that actually worked very, very well. And they've done the upgrades on that that they were holding off on doing, because they wanted to make sure it worked at all before they did the upgrades to make sure it worked faster. Um, so my understanding is the county counting machines well, I are think... integrated faster and better. And when they ran their test, they were within 20 minutes. See, yeah, there's always one county that just, it doesn't work really well. And historically, Yellowstone, <laughs> Gallatin County has been so slow getting their stuff together. And it's like, well, which from what I understand, from what I've heard from the people in the elections office, they've, they've tested the so. machines and they've, they've worked with the people and they're, they're ready to go and they're excited to get it done and get it done right and not have to be there until five in the morning. Yeah. I think, re- I think regardless, even if they get everything counted, we're, I mean, I know the parties and I know the campaigns have lawyers on call, ready to do recall filings. So, um, not recall, recount recount filings so i mean we could literally be looking at races that are hundreds to hundreds to a thousand two thousand three thousand vote margins i mean they could be that we have we have races in the state that could be as close as five or six votes let's be honest and that's what it could come down to every vote counts this year in this state absolutely you know if you don't think that your vote is going to count or that your voice is going to be heard and if you're one of those people you i'm sorry i have a couple friends that are voting third party candidates it's like i appreciate the effort to go out and educate yourself but if you think that that helps in any particular way this cycle because you're not happy about you know you've you've got a a 70 percent like on one person and a 40 percent like on the other but you've got a 90% like on this person who's not even going to come close. Choose the 70 that's from the major party. <laughs> Just FYI. That's better than getting the other guy. And all you're doing is pulling a vote away from somebody who could win. I'm sorry. That's just the way politics works. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't think like that, though, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I, I, a lot of people don't think when they vote. They just look for the letters. Oh, D, that's what I have to sign. Uh, 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 uh. But that's. You know, my mother accused me of that, and I was very happy to tell her, no, that's not true. There were several people that didn't have to have D's after their names and not just judges who don't have anything after their name. <laughs> Which is an interesting, uh, you should do a whole, whole show on that. <clears throat> Isn't the, wasn't that overturned this year though? And so this is the last year that the political parties don't put forth judges. Well, cause I thought I, I thought no, I was reading So that. what it is, is it's that political parties can now endorse judicial candidates. Uh, the candidates aren't necessarily running as part of the party. Right. But. They will still run as nonpartisan, which Take this and digest it for a little bit, because I think it's very interesting. Your sheriff has to run in a partisan race, but your city commissioners do not. Take that. Food for thought for the day. That's like weak old sushi. I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) I just think it's really interesting. It is really interesting, but, you know, I don't understand why judges are elected. You know, I'm sorry, I, I don't. You don't understand why they're elected. How else will they get the job? They get appointed. 
they get appointed by people and they and they get approved by a larger body and you know that's what should be done i that's like at the least supreme how I think. court well the supreme court federal judges are appointed yeah you know they aren't elected to the federal bench they're appointed to the federal bench and I think when you when you elect someone, you're then at the whims of an election, and we saw that happen in Iowa with um, NOM, the National Organization for Marriage. Hateful, hateful people, bigots, bigots, rah rah rah. Um, they targeted the Supreme Court justices who are elected officials and said, you know, "These are the people who have who have made the gays move to Iowa. The gays aren't moving to Iowa. They might get married there." But that's bringing in money and throwing a party. I would like to point out, we do really good at parties, so you should enjoy that. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> but what? Did you just become Sarah Palin all of a sudden? Oh, <laughs> oh my Lanta? Lanta? <laughs> Is that a Sarah Palin line? I don't know, but it sounds like it. It's that fake cussing. No. You know what? My grandfather used to say that. Oh, okay. And Maybe, he used to also I wonder, say, I wonder if that gads. was the ad. I wonder if that was the ad for Gads. Who uses gads anymore? Oh, gads. Well, e-gads, maybe. No, that's like from Scooby-Doo. Gads is like an old charm from my grandparents' generation. Google it. (laughs) I love being schooled by a child. Anyway, (laughs) Google it. I can Google the year you were born, but I can also just remember it. Unlike some people in the room. Mm. (laughs) It was before my time. Yes, well, it's still my time. Anyway, um... I have no idea where I was going with this. It, it, there's just a lot going on with the parties. You're going to be with Tester. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. I have. So how? Are, so depending on where it is, are you going to be able to do live remotes mm-hmm. or? Okay, so you're yeah. going to have a satellite uplink or something of yep. some sort. That's impressive. So that sounds like he's going to be near Billings. But because if the Missoula truck is here, they can't do it. Hmm. She just made the zipper noise, zipper move across her lip. And I would like to point out, that means I'm going to end this show soon so I can find out what's going on. <laughs> Follow my tweets. Yeah. I'll actually, tell you as soon yeah, as it becomes public. Let's make sure to let people know really quick how they can follow you. You are Marnay Banks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's M-A-R-N-E-E-B-A-N-K-S. You have a blog, which you have not updated in six months. Forever. Right. But it will be coming back because it's a good outlet for you during the session. Mm-hmm. It was last session. It was very... The I, bank's report. An account. Bank's, bank's account. account. Sorry. Like money. Right. <laughs> the bank's account. WordPress.com. Yep. Or the blogspot. WordPress. WordPress. And then... Reporter Marnay Banks on Facebook. Right. So if you are wondering what's going on with uh, the politics of Montana, one, listen to this blog, or listen to this podcast again, because we cover it all. No, we don't. Um, but definitely but follow. But we talk in depth about the issues that matter to you. Well, that matter to me, yeah. That matter to Kevin. <laughs> House Bill 516. <laughs> um, so Not do, that he has an opinion. No, no, I would never have an opinion. I have several. Um, do you miss the local beat at all yeah and i've been saying that after elections i'm gonna need a really good puppy story to just <laughs> get me going again a palate cleanser of some sort yes <laughs> to make me feel whole again uh delightful no um i wondered if you have you been following what's gone on with the helena city commission yeah, and the, i follow uh, it a lot and because Lindsay gordon she took my she took my beat i handed it over on a silver platter yeah i saw her so, yesterday 
it was funny because she, was, she got there and she was uh, a few minutes late and she's like have they started I'm like yeah but you haven't missed anything they're talking about bicycle baths <laughs> and, <laughs> and oh city commission it was so packed yesterday with people for the non-discrimination ordinance um, that she was standing in the hallway and she couldn't get in and so finally me being me I got Jamie <laughs> Jamie Greer's there friend of the show Jamie Greer um, he's what shh <laughs> I'm like, could you ask some of our people to move so that Lindsay can get in and record what's going on? Because we'd like tape. <laughs> well, and, and they moved right out of the way for it. She's, she's so awesome. I'm so glad she's taken my, my city and my education beat because I loved those beats. And Well, and you did a great job. Everybody, just, everybody misses you. I just, I had so much fun, especially with city commission. Ah, you think the legislature's drama? Go to a city commission meeting. It is so entertaining. Uh, entertaining, yes. Drama, yes. Don't know that I can go that often. <laughs> it's. I had so much fun covering that. Hmm. Who's the favorite character you've ever co- covered? Character. Yeah. Well, like person. Snoopy. No person. Who's my favorite person I've ever covered? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Kevin Ham. You haven't covered me. I've never been interviewed by you. Oh. I haven't. It's been tr- great. That's true. <laughs> it's been great. Hmm. Huh. What can, how can we fix that? I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Got anything else you want to tell people about the election? Other than go out and vote. Get yourself educated. Maybe. Oh, hey, how's your election page going? The one that you put together that has all the profiles on it. I did actually get a chance to go look at that. And, I, and this was three weeks ago. So not all of them are up. They're up now. But. It's. It's good. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, one of the things that's really interesting about it is that we have that continuous news feed. Mm -hmm. And so things that have been posted earlier have been bumped several pages back. Right. But um, we have all the ballot issues up. So go and check that out because you can learn about each ballot issue. And the only statewide candidates that we don't have up there yet are the Secretary of State race and the Auditor race. And they'll be up Monday. So... Wow. So you're really pretty much done because all of your stuff has to be in by Monday and then you've got a week week and a day till the election. What will you do? Cover this daily drama. Really? How's that going to be? You know, I'm actually looking forward to being back in the daily grind of things because, Hmm. you know, I've been on the road and so I'm shooting all day and then... I come back and I edit all day, which is not my normal cycle. It's like I shoot and then I edit that same day. And so it's going to be nice to be back into the grind. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, it's been very nice having you on the show. It's been wonderful. I love it. And I think you've been doing a fantastic job. I think that Montana is very, very blessed to have you as a political reporter because you are going out and getting the more interesting parts of the stories that everybody should be following along with and often they miss. So again, everybody, if you get a chance, follow Marnay on Twitter, Marnay Banks, um, on Facebook at Reporter Marnay Banks. And uh, always, always you can find her on the MTN stations, which are your CBS stations locally throughout the state of Montana and thanks so much for having me you're welcome